What's going on, everybody? It's Dot Bets. We're checking back in. We have episode three of On the Dot podcast coming to you at, on July 18th, 2022. Reminder this is your sports betting podcast that will give you insights and strategies on how to get proven results in the sports gambling industry. We'll discuss recent news and how to break down the best gambling strategies to help make you guys more money. And as always, welcome back, my co-host at Sidekick Picks. How are we feeling tonight, Side? Doing good. How's it going? Whew. Ready to get after it. Another another episode. We got the we're gonna discuss bankroll management. Key, key, key in sports gambling. And then we are going to dive right into the AFC North, which might be a little more tricky than uh, than we think. We got a lot of question marks, so we're going to dive right in. But before we do, we're going to put you guys, or we're going to put you guys on to props.cash. Put real-time data behind your picks. Use relevant analytics to help gain confidence in your picks. And as always, use code on the dot for twenty-five percent off your initial monthly purchase. And we'll we'll uh, we'll sweeten the deal. We've we've actually tweeted this out as well. We're going to add a month free of VIP for whoever uses that promo code. Just DM us on Twitter uh, or uh, hit us up on uh, the Anchor voice message that I just set up. So uh, hit us up on that side. Let's start. Let's get after some bankroll management, keys, do's and don'ts. How do you manage your bankroll? Yeah, so I guess uh, the best way to approach this is to start with discussing what a unit is. Um, and Because you see that term thrown around all the time with betting. And a unit is basically um, whatever your bet is, whatever your base bet is. So um, whatever you start with, usually a good rule of thumb is anywhere from 1% to 3% is, is a unit. Um, personally... Um, I like to cash out when I hit a certain, certain number <laughs> just because I don't, I don't want like money sitting in there and then I get a little crazy and throw out more than, than I want. I want to bank that money and, uh, and keep it. So I usually, um, I usually withdraw when I hit a certain number and then, uh, kind of start back up again. So, um, with baseball season, I started with 200 bucks and DraftKings, 200 bucks and FanDuel. Um, and my base unit was $25. So um, right around that that 2% mark. Um, and now I'm up over two grand just on baseball season alone. Hey, so great point that you made right there is that you established your, your bankroll before you went into it. Yes. And that's, I think, number one key. You have to understand how much money you're willing to 
basically lose. That's how I always go about it. It says over a time, over a long period of time, or over this amount of time, or whatever it is, what type of money are you okay with losing? That's how I establish my bankroll. Yeah, and I know my numbers like don't seem crazy because <laughs> some people are going to throw more money at it, but that's right what I'm comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, and in different sports, I might throw more in the account. Like when we get to college basketball season, that's that's my bread and butter. So uh, I'm going to be more aggressive with that because I know I know I can cap it, and I know I can cap it extremely well. No, and that, and that totally makes sense. Um, one thing that I always want to establish when someone asks me, hey, how do I get going with a bankroll? I always say, you know, do not bet more um, or, or do not use money that you haven't paid your bills with. So some people come to me and they're like, hey, man, I need a lock. I need to pay rent or, hey, hey I need to pay my electric bill or I need to do something. It's like, no, absolutely not. You should never be gambling if you need to do that stuff. This is this is like fun money. There's people that do this for a living, but there that's very few and far in between. So, uh, that's that, that'll be my second point. Just do not do it with money you do not have, or you know, or you're trying to double up uh, so you can pay two months uh, of mortgage. It's just it's just a recipe for uh, for failure there. Yeah, definitely. And the term lock too is, is so crazy because anything can happen, especially with baseball. And that's mm -hmm. why, that's why like, I don't, I don't throw crazy amounts of money at it right now, just because I mean, anything can happen and odds on baseball are, are a little strange. So, so, so let me ask you this when you're, when you're rolling, when you're on fire, do you bet a little bit more? I do. You do? Okay. Yeah, because because I'm winning more, so my unit is two percent. So it's going to increase more as I as I win. Yeah. Now when I when I lose, still a rule of thumb, and maybe I back off and I won't throw as much at it. Mm -hmm. So that's where we differ just a little bit, because I'm when I when I get going and I'm, I'm on a hot streak. I'm all, my saying is you're only as good as your next bet. So I'd never try to get too high. I never try to get too low. So you're going to see if you follow me, I'm usually a one unit guy, 1.25. There's occasional two units, occasional three units, like rare three units. My thing is, is I, I just know I can, but percentage wise, I can be a little bit better, but I can't, I guess predict as well as some guys maybe just have a gut feeling or they have a model or whatnot. Maybe I just don't feel comfortable laying that much amount of money on a consistent basis. Uh, that's how I see it. And then when I'm, when I'm even on a cold streak, I won't dial it back necessarily. I'll keep what I always say, stay the course or stay the process. So that's where we differ just slightly in that bankroll, which is fine. You can do it both ways. You just have to make sure you stay consistent with how you do it. Right. And I'm not like, um, for example, when I'm giving out picks and stuff like that, like I'm not telling people to, to increase their unit size or anything like that. Like mine just fluctuates. Gotcha. Yeah. No. And that's totally, totally uh, respectable for sure. Um, last thing, always be disciplined. This is a long-term uh, game. If you try to get rich quick, you're going to burn. You're, you're definitely going to burn. 
Uh, funny, crazy thing is I'm scrolling through the timeline today. You got a lot of people predicting this home run derby. A <laughs> lot of people. And, and I mean, people I just I, like blew my mind how many people, how many cappers were just like, they were so confident. And it was just like, how can you be so confident? Yeah. It, it's so like yeah, just I chance. Stuff out there, but it's not like like I have a couple plays that I feel pretty good about, but again, it's this is for enjoyment. Like tonight is exactly about like, hey, I want to watch this. Um, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw something at it and see what happens. Yeah, and I saw people like selling picks. They have a oh. lot to this. They have, and I'm like, goodness, like there, there's just no way. There, right. there is no way. So that's you know, discipline betting on a night like this. You stay with what you're doing. You maybe go down to a half a unit you're betting on on some yeah. home interview or 0.25. If you guys see my golf, I, my, all my outrights are 0.2 units. Uh, you know, it, and that's just how I establish that. Then I go through my you know top 20s, top 40s, and it's half unit here, a full unit there, which you feel a little bit more uh, comfortable with. So just stay your process, establish your process, and then stick with it. So uh, with that. That's the bankroll 101. If anybody else has any questions or concerns, throw them in the chat on YouTube or yeah. Twitch. We'll, we'll always respond to them on the YouTube channel. Uh, and if you do want to leave a voice message or join the free Discord, that's in the description on YouTube uh, or in the Spotify or iTunes. So just uh, hop on in. That link is good uh, forever. And you have any questions, hop right in there. So let's get to the AFC North. All right, so we have tons and tons of question marks here. Basically, it's around this Browns team because we do not have an idea what Deshaun Watson's status is going to be. We've seen four games, and we've seen 16-game suspensions for all the allegations against him. Yet today, another report came out, said if he does get suspended a full year, he's going to sue the NFL. How this all plays out, I'm not sure anybody knows or when I'm hoping that it comes before the season. I think everybody's trying to hope him for, if not, we have uh, Jacoby Brissett taking over. So with that question mark, who do you think wins this division? I mean, it's, it's the defending AFC champs, right? It's gotta be the Bengals hands down. Um, the Steelers have a drop off with the quarterback change. Losing Juju Smith, you got uh, Ravens losing a lot of their uh, receiving core, a questionable guy at running back, and then you got all this drama in Cleveland. So, right, I I think Cincinnati is is by far the favorite, and I think they definitely finish out on top. Which is funny you say because they are not the favorite in the division currently. It's they're plus 190. The Ravens are plus 160. And then you have the Browns at like plus 270. And then the Steelers at plus 100. I'm, I lean the Ravens here. I just think you got, you have a more healthy team this year. Is Marquise Brown that much of a factor in what they want to do? I don't believe so. The right. thing that's, the thing that struck me the most about last year is not many teams can win like that when they have all four of their you know, uh, big-time running backs go down, multiple games without Lamar Jackson. So 
that tells me two things. The leadership there and the culture are, are established. Like it does not matter. It, it is it is rock solid in Baltimore. I just don't think now you bring all those healthy bodies back. You lose Marquise Brown. Okay, that's replaceable in my opinion. Just the style that they play. They have a phenomenal defense. All you know, a lot of these defenses in this division are very, very elite. But I think the Ravens, with that, with the difference with the culture, uh, the difference with the leadership here, and a little bit more healthy, I, I'm I'm leaning the Ravens to win this division. See, and that's the thing you said too is who's going to replace him. And I'm looking at their depth chart, and I don't see a guy. <laughs> I just, Rashad I mean, Bateman. Rashad right. Bateman. He is the next guy. guy but supposed to be. Right. I mean, are we really going to bank it all on him to come out and and be what they need him to be? What's he projected at currently? He is Rashad Bateman is currently wide receiver 31. That's their best one. Obviously, everybody knows Mark Andrews is right. the guy there. Yeah. And they move the ball with their run game. Lamar Jackson back. Actually put on some weight. He's like 220 now. And he usually plays around 208. So he's he's going to be – and he said he worked on his throwing motion. We'll see how far that goes. But give me Lamar Jackson. Give me um, give me this Rashad Bateman and uh, Mark Andrews and the, and the solid defense here. Uh, I, I really, really like this Ravens team. They're a team that I – truly do not like to bet too often because it's they kind of win ugly. It's not, it's really hard games to predict. Um, so th- that's where I kind of don't have a, like a, like a lovey dovey relationship with the Ravens here. Um, but just from a, just from a actual winning standpoint, I, I like them here. Yeah, they are a physical team and they've always been too. And I, I mean, I do like that. I, I still, uh, lean Cincy just because I think they're more of a complete team. But if they are going to get any, any pushback from another team in the division, I would go with the Ravens right there. I mean, I, I kind of want to see how JK Dobbins does too. Yeah. That, that, that report came out today. Yeah. Where Ian Rapport said he wasn't going to be ready for season or for a week one. And then he immediately refuted it, which, I love that about social media. That's that's my one of my favorite things is the the athletes literally can stick it to these stupid reports that come out, or, or if they think they're stupid or if they're inter- inaccurate. That's what I like. So then you see Dobbins refute it and say, "Hey man, no, my rehab's doing well. I'm coming back and I'm playing week one." Is it player speak? We'll see. I have no idea. But can he uh, can he handle the the bulk? Of the load now they got uh Mike Davis in there too, which is yep. kind of nice. And they still Mike got Davis Gus Edwards. Well. They got Justice yeah. Hill. I mean, they Gus has been hurt too. Yeah, no, he got hurt last year too. Yep. So, I mean, I think they will definitely rebound from their injuries. That was so crazy in the preseason last year. It was just week after week. We're just like, oh no, like really? Oh, Dobbins went down. Okay, Gus Edwards is the guy. Oh, Gus Edwards just got hurt. Oh my goodness! And then we go Justice Hill, and it's like, uh, it was just a it was a nightmare of a season. And they still, you know, they still did what they did, which I was impressed about. I think that brings them into the season to me as uh, as the well deserved favorites. So we'll go right into the Bengals then. 
because the Bengals are crazily getting disrespected, mm-hmm. I, I think, too. But can they repeat what they did last year? I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I, well, I don't know if they go as far. I don't know if they go as far as they did. Um, I think you've got some pretty good teams that are closing that gap. And I don't even know. I mean, part of how they got there was kind of kind of crazy, too. It's a tough road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the AFC West just reloaded, too. Mm-hmm. Indy got better. Um, Miami got better. So I don't will they will they make the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I don't know if they make a deep run like they did. But I like this team. I'm excited for this team. They got a lot of good weapons with Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Boyd and uh, Joe Mixon in the in there. Yep. And Joe Burrow's smooth, man. I like him. I think Burrow is going to be a very, very established quarterback yeah. for a long, long period of time. He has what it takes. He knows what it takes. And he just assudes confidence in the rest of the team, which is awesome. And I, I, I'm always excited to watch this offense. I was on them last year a ton. I had a mix-in future last year, cash really easily. I think it was like 995 rush yards and that cash with ease. But I just told people last year, I was like, he just needs to stay healthy. And if he stays healthy, he'll be fine. Um, I haven't truly looked at his stats just yet. uh, So I will make sure I dive into those. Uh, But to make the playoffs, they're minus 135. And the Ravens are minus 150. So they do think that these two teams can make the playoffs. Um, do I just don't think the Bengals are obviously going to get back to the Super Bowl. Don't see that happening. They The one thing that they did do was they addressed the offensive line, which, which they had to do because Joe Burrow was getting sacked left and right. Yeah. Which was – I think they had – the Titans had 13 sack, – 11 sacks against them in that playoff game, and they still lost. So it was just – it was – craziness that they got as far as they did do i think they can repeat on an offensive level yes as a team success to the super bowl maybe even the conference championship i i'm gonna i'm gonna say my doubts there Uh, but i do think this they finish second in this division they possibly win a game in the playoffs but i don't see them doing any further damage there yeah i I mean, I agree with them getting to the playoffs. I just think that they kind of edge out the Ravens a little bit. But I agree with you. They're, that road to get to the Super Bowl again is going to be tough for them, especially since the AFC just got a lot better. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And, you know, from a fantasy perspective, you got two elite wide receivers. And then, you know, I would say currently – I'm ranking them Chase, Higgins, then Boyd. Higgins can surprise a lot of people this year. It's the times that he's played the same amount of snaps as Chase, he's put up similar numbers. So over a course of a season, I'm excited to see uh, Higgins perform. We all know what Jamar Chase can can do, but there are I think there is some regression with his big plays because you you've seen last year. He broke off a couple big plays or Joe Burrow hits him deep. Maybe those don't happen so much this year and they have to use Higgins. They have to use Boyd a little bit more. I think that's right. Do that Boyd didn't have 
I mean, it makes sense why he didn't have a successful or as successful year last year because of the addition of Chase and, and Higgins. Mm-hmm. But a few years ago, he was he was legit. He was the he was on my fantasy team like th- yeah. you know two or three years ago, and he was their slot guy, and he did absolutely work. And he was he would end up being my wide receiver too for the majority yeah. of the season. So he's got he has potential as well. Absolutely. So I, I'm I'm all for that offense, improved offensive line. Uh, let's see what their defense can do. Just I think overall as a team success, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tame it down just a little bit. Uh, those Ravens, they're gonna be hungry. They're gonna be ready to go. Um, but yeah, so we differ here. We got I got the Ravens and you got the Bengals winning the division. See, I think too, um, Mixon. I've I've always kind of had him as a question mark just because the backfield has always been kind of split, mm-hmm. and uh, he he did pretty well last year. So I was surprised that how well he did. Thirteen touchdowns on the ground. It's pretty solid. Thousand yards rushing. So if he can continue to produce i was stunned with his receiving game yeah i i played his receiving numbers a ton in the postseason because teams would get after joe and then okay here let's dump it off to uh mixon let's get it let's dip it off of here he takes it and gets his receptions gets his yards i mean we were playing that a lot last year we you know you sometimes you just got to react to uh what you're seeing on the field offensive line issues, anything like that, and, and plan accordingly. But we were on Joe a lot. Uh, but I, I, I don't know if he can produce the same numbers. You would think so with an improved offensive line, but he was very, very efficient last year. Um, I'm going to be skeptical like I'm skeptical with this Bengals team that I think they can, he can do – he can go up until, but I don't think he's going to exceed what he did uh, last year at all. Yeah. All right, on to the wild card of the division, the Cleveland Browns. So we already discussed with Watson being the question mark there. If Watson does play, say he only gets suspended six games, let's say that, can the Browns make the playoffs? Um, They do have an easier path Mm -hmm. to make the playoffs. Just because their strength of schedule isn't isn't as good. Um, yeah, it's it's the eighth easiest schedule in the NFL. But I don't I don't know. Just because there are so many good teams in the AFC, and and I mean we're both of us have them not finishing top two. I think that makes it a, a difficult climb to to make the playoffs. And we got to remember too that Deshaun Watson didn't play last year. Right. Yep. He he may not be the same guy. No, that's a great point. And the sports books have no idea, obviously, because nobody in the world knows. They don't have any of their stats up. They don't have any of their um, their win totals. All they have is the division being you know plus two seventy to win it. I don't think they're going to win it. So I think they're just kind of trying to take some money from people. That's why they posted that. Yeah, but the rest. You know, it just depends, obviously. But if Percet is back there, this team is not going to move the football at all unless it's on the ground. And then, but they're I pretty know, good on the ground. They're they are very good on the ground. They probably have the best uh, tandem backs in the league. I mean, I'm almost saying a trio there because Dearness Johnson is a well, absolute yeah. beast. 
When he played that Thursday night, or was it Monday night? I can't remember who it was. He was the lead back, and he just looked like he could have played on thirty all 32 teams and started on all every single one of them. So I, I was impressed there. So I'm no, no questions asked about this run game. But if they're down, how the hell are they going to get back into the game? That's main concern. Baker couldn't do it for them. Now if they're going to rely on Jacoby Brissett, ah, man, it's it's a ugly road. Being an indie fan, I know all about Jacoby Brissett, and I'm telling you, he is not the answer. <laughs> right, and, and they brought in Amari Cooper, so that's supposed to be their their uh, alpha receiver. And if Jacoby Brissett <laughs> starts throwing him the ball, I mean, he's probably going to wish he was back in Dallas. So, um, I, there's nothing here. That makes me want to jump out and say, I got to bet this. I got to bet this with this team. There's just a lot of question marks. I'm going to sit here and just tell you guys to wait and and see who the heck and what the heck happens. If you want to bet Chubbs over rushing yards, you know, I wouldn't say go. I wouldn't say not to do that. But um, the the hey, one question for you. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, Amari Cooper. <sighs> do you take him? Oh, I mean, last pick overall, yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's wide receiver twenty four currently. Well, he's in the same ballpark as you know Marquise Brown, Thielen, Mooney. You got McLaurin, Sutton. I'm I'm passing on him. I I don't want anything to do with him this year. Maybe next year when you know for sure Deshaun's probably going to play. And they've maybe established a connection. Maybe they established one this year, and you know he, he can get them via trade um, later on in the season. But I'm not. I'm going with a little bit more sure of a bet. Uh, maybe a Sutton, um, you know, a, a scary Terry. I would even. I'd take Darnell Mooney over him right now. Yeah, I, I like the upside for for other people. I I think the situation there is just too unknown. And he's kind of and he's kind of being picked uh, towards towards more of the top of the the round. So I think I think it's going to stay there until some type of news breaks, and then he's either going to go extremely up or extremely down. Because as soon as Watson gets in there, people are going to know it's going to be Watson to Cooper, just. Um, you know, play action, whatever, whatever offense um, they want to go with, they're going to go to, they're going to target for sure uh, Amari Cooper. They don't pay on that kind of money to not do that. Yeah. Uh, so let's lastly dive into the Pittsburgh Steelers who uh, changed Heinz Field's name. How about that? I can't even pronounce what the heck the new one is. I just, I feel like, that's such a tragedy that like nobody's talking about as much as it should be. Like that should be like the biggest news in the NFL, but it's not. (laughs) I heard it today somewhere, but, but again, they didn't talk about it, about it much. So yeah, no, I, I don't even know how to say it, Um, but it's the end of an era. So Heinz fields out and then so is big Ben. Now we have Mitch Trubisky in there. The skill players are still the same for the most part. They added Miles Boykin. <laughs> but you got Deontay. You yeah. got Claypool. You, they Less uh, Juju. 
Then you have Pat uh, Fryermuth and Mitch Trubisky. Do you believe he can get this team to where it needs to be and establish a winning record? Reminder, they have not had a losing record since 2007 under Mike Tomlin. So he has established that culture, that leadership that I was talking about with the Ravens. Can his skill players uh, establish a winning record? Um, I'm not a big Trubisky guy. Um, <laughs> I think Pickett eventually takes the throne um, unless Trubisky just balls out. But the uh, the good thing for Trubisky is he has uh, – he's going into a very well-cultured team, um, and he's got – a solid run game mm-hmm. to kind of back him with Najee Harris. Um, and his, his skill guys are really good. I like, uh, I like Chase Claypool a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Myles miles Boykin a lot. As you can see, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was upset when the Colts didn't draft Claypool. Oh, <laughs> but then you get, well, then you got Deontay and then, yeah, and Najee Harris. So the, yeah. the off and, and their defense with uh, yeah. with TJ Watt and he pretty much more. just can't make mistakes. No. If he if he just is a good game manager and and does his part, he'll be fine. He doesn't need to be anything special, but he needs uh, to stay healthy. That's what he needs to. He just I feel like every damn play he pulls something and then goes back in hurt. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean I was never sold on him in college. Um, wasn't sold out on him when he was with Chicago. So, and I think the the fan base is wanting Pickett more, being a Pittsburgh guy. And that was a little bit of a shocker that they went with Pickett, in my opinion. Yeah, I still think this is Mitch's team to lose. There's been multiple reports that came out saying, you know, we have full faith in Mitch. Their over under is set at seven wins. They have the fourth toughest schedule, plus three thirty to make the playoffs. Over or under in the and that win win total. I think it's pretty right. Pretty right. I think uh, seven, I think seven is probably the mark. I think I just lean over just a little bit, just with that skill on both ends of the ball. I think they find ways to win. It's going to be ugly. It ain't going to be. It's not going to be. Big Ben dropping back 50 times and throwing the ball, you know, it's going to be Trubisky. It's, it's going to be, be Najee. Pounding, pounding pounding yeah. So with that being said, where, I mean, is Deontay, I think Deontay still has some solid floor. Ch- Claypool, I think might take the biggest hit this year. Which sucks because I think he's, he's an amazing talent. Um, that's just played behind yeah. really good receivers. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't really gotten a shot. And now that Juju's not there, this would be his year to kind of shine even more. Yeah, no, I'll be I'll be excited to see. And I'm going to see how Mitch does throwing the football. I think that's the biggest question mark. If he can establish some type of relationship with Deontay, with uh, Pat Fryermuth and Claypool, and they can start getting first downs. I think the biggest – difference what they'll have is you know they used to drop back three times with big ben and he got one yard it would be a three and out three possessions in a row and their defense would be on the field 
for half of the half and you're just like, or for three quarters of the half and they'd be dead tired until the end of the game. And they would find some way somehow to get the victory for them while big Ben's like, yep, thanks guys. That's what I needed. Thanks. Like I just, uh, you just, I think it's going to be a little bit more efficient. I'm going to be a little bit optimistic and go over seven. I'll go seven. (laughs) Right at seven. There you go. (laughs) All right. Any uh, closing uh, remarks on the AFC North? Um, I think, uh, well, if if you've been tuning in just to kind of look for bets, like future bets, this this division was kind of tough just because mm-hmm. DraftKings was very limited. So if you notice a change in our um, in our show a little bit today. That's that's why. A lot of question marks in this division. A lot of uncertainty. A lot of maybe some higher higher odds than normal, higher numbers. The the one that stuck out to me the most that I looked at was Mark Andrews's over receptions and over uh, yards. Th- those are the two that I would take. But other than that, there, there's just a lot of question marks you might – uh, might just go on on a weekly basis with this with this yeah. division. All right. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. That is episode three. We went over bankroll management. We went over the AFC North. We want to hear from you guys now. Make sure you guys put who you guys are on for this division, who you think is going to win in the comments on YouTube. Uh, also, hit that follow button on Twitter for both of us. And make sure you guys follow on Spotify and iTunes so you guys know when we go, uh, when the uh, next episode is published. So episode four, we'll probably break down the AFC South and finish up the AFC. And then we have uh, an episode of the topic of dealing with failure in in sports betting. So that's going to be an interesting one. We'll we'll dive into that. Uh, But other than that, we're out of here. We appreciate you guys tuning in. See ya.